a doctor, a lawyer, and a pastor went hunting. <laughs> They're deep in the woods, and all of a sudden, right in the plain view, it comes this gigantic buck. And they all raise their rifles at the same time and fire, and the buck just drops. So they sprint over to where this buck is laying down and laying there, and, uh, and uh, they just want to see if it's as big as they thought it was. And they get there, and immediately an argument ensues about who actually shot this thing, and they're arguing about who shot this buck. And, and as they're arguing with each other, this doctor and this lawyer and this pastor, as they're arguing with each other, um, the game warden comes by and he stops and he says, what are you guys arguing about? And they said, well, we shot this buck. We can't tell who really shot it. And he, so the game warden kneels down. He looks at the buck for a second and, and uh, hops right back up. And he says, that's easy. Pastor shot it. So how could you tell? And he says, it's easy. The bullet went in one ear and right out the other. <laughs> so <laughs> that, are we on? Yeah. Um, Thank you. We're not going to talk about me this Sunday, <laughs> but we are going to talk about how God speaks to us and, uh, and how God wants to speak to us. In fact, in uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it says this, uh, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his Son." whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And it's a great little passage because it says that, that in the Old Testament, uh, or in the beginning, God spoke to his people through the prophets, that they spoke the word of God. And then he said, but then God gave his final speech. He, he talked to us through his son, that God communicated his love by sending his son. And if we want to know God, we look at Jesus. If we want to hear from God, it starts by Jesus. And, uh, and so long ago and in many times, God spoke. God did, but God didn't remain silent in the midst of our challenges. He didn't remain silent in the midst of our uh, struggles or in the midst of our rebellion. Um, God spoke and God continues to speak today. And that's what we want to look uh, at this morning. So there's really two questions that we're going to ask ourselves this morning. The first question is, how does God speak to us? And the second question is, are we listening? Uh, because it's one thing for God to speak to us it's a, and for God to want to speak to us. It's something altogether different uh, to ask ourselves, but am I listening to what God has to say to me? Am I listening to God? God, God conversed with Adam in the first garden. He told Noah to build an ark. He spoke to Moses in a burning bush. He promised Abraham a son. Paul heard his voice on the way to Damascus. But, God, but does God still speak to us today? And if so, how does God speak? And when does he speak? And where does he speak? And, and often people ask this question. Uh, they're talking about an audible voice. They're wondering, how is it that God really does speak today? And we're going to look at five ways that God speaks to us today. And so here's the first one. God speaks to us through his word. 
2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So he's saying uh, that, that the word of God, that the scripture that we have has been breathed to us. It's the breath of God. It's, it's from him. It's, it's imparted to us by his spirit and that it's profitable for us and it teaches us and it admonishes us. And sometimes God encourages us through his word. Sometimes he convicts us through his word, but God's word speaks to us. The Bible speaks to us. God's whispering sometimes, sometimes he's shouting through his word, he's giving us instructions and principles to life, but God wants to teach us. Sometimes when people talk to me about reading the Bible, I will tell them simply, uh, simply start with the gospel of Mark and begin to read and, and ask the Lord to speak to you. And, and when you hit something, stop there and ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to know? What is it that you're trying to teach me? Uh, from this passage, or or sometimes I'll read, I'll go to a, a certain psalm, and and I'll read that psalm, and God will just calm my heart, or God God will speak to me through the reading of the scripture. But God uses His Word to teach us, to admonish us, to encourage us. But God wants to speak to us through His Word, and, and you know, and this might be the biggest and and maybe the most obvious to us. Ephesians six seventeen says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, that God speaks to us through his word. And he says, I give you the word as a, as a weapon, as a tool to protect you. Uh, that as you go into the world, you're, you're not just guessing and you're not just give, listening to opinion, but you're weighing everything you hear by my word, which was breathed out, which was given to you by my spirit. Now, the second way that God speaks to us is through nature and, and his creation. He, uh, uh, in fact, there's a great verse. I, I didn't put it on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, for since the creation of the world, this is Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being uh, understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. And, and basically what the writer in, in, in Romans is saying, what Paul is saying to us here, is that, that when we look at God's creation, uh, we see God. God is speaking to us. And we've talked about this. In fact, over the Christmas holidays, we've talked about uh, creation. We talked about how, um, how God put the heavens in place and, and that, that how small the earth is compared to the, uh, to the other planets. Uh, and yet God's care for us and God giving us this place. We, we talked about the idea that, that there is so much precision and there's so much fine-tuning in creation that if the earth... Uh, axes tilted just a little bit more, we would either freeze to death or, or we would burn up, that it's so precise, it's so unique that God wants us to know that he speaks to us through creation of his majesty, of his grandeur, of his power. He also speaks to us of his love for us, that he's been so thoughtful and precise uh, about creation and, and about how he created the world. And, and I know that there are a lot of people who, who really, that they feel closest to God when they're out you know, in the wilderness someplace or when they're out 
uh, hiking or, you know, whatever, and uh, camping, and that that's the place they go to really experience God because his creation is so such a powerful word to them. And, and so God can speak to us through, uh, through nature and through uh, his creation. So God speaks to us through his word. Uh, he speaks clearly to us through his word. God speaks to us through nature and through his creation. And the third way that God speaks to us is through other believers. He might use a friend or a, a teacher or a pastor to convey his message of truth to us. Their, their words might come as a warning or a blessing or as a, a truth uh, about our lives. And, and we can choose to listen or not choose to listen. That's one of the reasons that I, I tell people that we all need somebody in our lives that we can't lie to. Right? We need a friend in our lives. We need somebody that we're close enough, somebody that we trust enough that, that we can't lie to because God's going to use that person to speak to us. He's going to use that person to uh, challenge us in our lives. And, and we have friends, uh, many of us have friends like that in, in our lives that, that they, they just have the right word at the right time. And, and, it, and it's an encouragement that, that we know just it comes from the Lord or uh, maybe it's our spouse or it can even be our kids sometimes that God will just use a word. And, and, and this question often isn't, is God trying to speak to us? It's just, are we humble enough to listen? Um, you know, we, we can worry, well, how do I know that they're telling me truth? We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but, but let me just give you a couple of clues. The, the, the first one is simply this, that that anytime somebody gives you counsel, it has to align with Scripture. Uh, it needs to it needs to match what Scripture says. And then the se- second thing is that it that it's going to honor Christ. It's going to honor God. And so, uh, but God uses people in our lives to give us good counsel. Uh, sometimes we don't know what to say. Sometimes we feel like God's put us in that position. And we don't know what to say, but, you know, one of the ways that God speaks the most um, through our lives to other people is simply by presence, just being there, being available, uh, and, and that acceptance and that love and, and just that presence is a key way that God uh, speaks to us, uh, speaks to us through, through other people. So there are people that just because they show up is a reminder to me that, that God loves me that God hasn't forgotten me, that he cares about me. And that's a, that's a huge thing. James 3.17 says this, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then it's peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, uh, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. And uh, that's, um, uh, that's a great word for us to say. That's, that's when God wants to speak to us through another person. That's often what we experience. Uh, that, that it honors God, that it's peace-loving, considerate, submissive, uh, that they're not prideful about you know, what they're trying to tell us or they're not coming in as an expert, but they're just simply loving us and, and wanting us to experience Christ. Um, I've, I've heard God speak to me numerous times through uh, other people, and he's used people in my lives. Uh, my, he uses people in my life uh, on a regular uh, basis, and and sometimes it's one of you. Sometimes it's friends in my life. Uh, sometimes it's um, you know a speaker or an author or someone that God will just use to speak to me. But God will use other people to speak to us. So think about it this morning that 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 there that God wants to use His Word to speak to us. That we're, when we're reading the God's Word, we're not just reading for information, but we're really asking the Lord to speak to us. That's a big deal, and that's a huge difference you know sometimes we read the scripture to so we 
can say we read the scripture and we don't feel guilty, right? Sometimes we read the scripture um, for information so that we can pass that information on to someone else. But, but more often than not, what the Lord is looking for is for us to read scripture so that he can speak to us. And then God will use nature and creation to speak to us. And then God will speak to us through other believers. The, the, the fourth way that God speaks to us is, is through his spirit. Um, I, I once heard somebody talking about, you know, the, the, uh, uh, minding the checks in your spirit that when you, you know, God puts a check in your, or stops you. Um, some may call it God's whispers. Others say God's still small voice. Um, but one thing we know is that we're made in the image of God. And in fact, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? And so if we really believe this, if we really believe that, that the spirit of God, that the spirit of Christ lives in us, then God will speak to us, that God wants to get our attention and that from time to time in our lives, there'll be something that just says to us, uh, you know what, you, you need to stop. <laughs> there'll be something that says going to that place is really a bad idea. Going to that website is really a bad idea. And we need to listen to those checks in our spirit. Uh, because and, and, and that we need to have an ear that listens uh, for God to speak to our spirit. I was here one Wednesday, and um, we were getting ready. We were getting, you know, table set up and everything ready for Wednesday night. And, um, man, all of a sudden, I just had this, it wasn't a voice. It was just this, you know, God speaking to my heart. And, 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 uh, and he said, you need to get to see your friend who's in hospice. You need to go right now. And, and so it's a hard thing for me because if, if everybody's working, I hate not to be working with everybody and, you know, and setting up and all that stuff. But, but I just slipped out and I drove down to this place and it was a hospice place and, and I had this friend uh, in hospice and, and, I, and I drove down there and, um, uh, and visited with him and uh, prayed with him. And while I was praying, this picture hit me. It was just as clear as can be of my friend and then there was a veil and Jesus was on the other side of the veil and Jesus was just reaching through that veil to bring him in. And I, it was so vivid, it just took my breath away. And, and I prayed that. I told, I told him, I said, you know what? Jesus is just about to take your hand. Um, he, you are going to be home today. And um, his wife was there at the bed and I prayed for her. And then I left and I came back to the church and, and I got a call about 30 minutes later that he had, he passed away, and I was so glad that I'd listened to that voice. I was so glad that I'd stopped what I was doing and paid attention, because um, I would have missed that moment. I would have missed that opportunity to be with my friend as, as the Lord was welcoming him in, uh, as, as the Lord was receiving him. And I, that doesn't happen very often for me. I mean, really, I can, you know, count on my hands the times that that kind of thing happened, but it, but it is a reminder that God wants to speak to us through his spirit, and the question is, are we paying attention? The question is, are we open? Are we listening? Um, will we panic if God says, hey, 
you need to call that person today. And, you know, of course, we'll say, I have no idea what to say. And, and really, that's not the point, right? The point is that you were obediently called and you just said, hey, I was thinking about you. How hard is that? But to begin to pay attention to what the Lord says. And, and the other part of this is that, you know, um, it's part of how God speaks to us, too, is that, you know, we can have, um, you, you know, all of you guys here this morning and you can be listening to the sermon and and that the chance is that all of you are going to go home with a different idea. You're going to go home with a different impression. You're going to be challenged in a different way. And, and that's how the Holy Spirit works because God will use his word and he'll speak specifically to our need and to our challenges in our lives. And he'll use it for us uh, because God loves us so much that he speaks to us individually. And so you might all hear the same sermon, but you walk away just being touched or impressed by different things. And, and so I just want to encourage you that that's how God works. That's because he loves you so much. That's how God's spirit works. So the fifth way that I want to share this morning that, that God speaks to us is, uh, is through prayer. And, you know, all of these sort of, uh, you know, are meshed together in, in, in different ways that, that God uses his spirit uh, in our lives to, to make the word, the, his word come alive to us. And, and he uses his spirit in our lives to uh, and have us to encourage other people or have other people encourage us, um, that God's spirit speaks to us in lots of different ways. But um, God wants to speak to us. And then the fifth way that wanted to talk about this morning is just simply how God uses prayer. Um, and uh, it's a pretty powerful picture that he speaks to us through uh, his prayer. Uh, in fact, I had a little passage in Romans uh, 8, starting in verse 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, um, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And here's simply um, what that is saying is that, that when we pray that God uh, comes and meets us, that God by his Spirit, even when we don't know what to say, we don't have the right words, that the Spirit of God that lives in us, that dwells in us, intercedes in our behalf. Uh, with the Father, that we have a holy connection with God through His Spirit. And, and it's not so much about having the right words to say. I, I feel like sometimes people don't pray because they feel like they don't know what to say. And, and my, my, that's why we talk about just pick up Psalm 23, go, go to Luke 11, uh, take one of the, pra the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, go to one of the Psalms and, and allow God to begin to use that to teach us uh, how to pray, because what really matters about prayer is that we're connecting with the God of the universe, that we're connecting with Christ, and that he wants to speak to us through prayer, that he wants to use prayer in our lives to, to speak to us. And, and so we have um, all kinds of things that, 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 that happen when we pray, but one of the things that happens is that it makes us more sensitive to God in our lives. It makes us more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we have, we're making that connection, that we're, sub, we're submitting our, ourselves to him. And uh, God's spirit will remind us of a scripture, will remind us of, of a truth in his word that we need to apply to our, our situation. Um, and so th that's a really important part. Because uh, I find myself so often 
um, just, I don't know what to do. I don't have the wisdom. I don't know the right answer. Um, I, I need to ask the Lord uh, to speak to me. And, and, and I, don't always get a, I don't always get that. There's not an immediate answer even when I ask the Lord. But, but what I know is that I've connected to the Lord. I know that His Spirit uh, is at work in my life. I know that God is going to answer. Uh, and I know that when the time comes when I need it, that God's going to provide for me because He's faithful. And He's using this. You know, through Moses, God used circumstances to convince Egypt's leader to release God uh, to release God's people from slavery. Uh, but Pharaoh wouldn't listen, and, and so sometimes, as w- when we pray, uh, God reminds us that He uses circumstances in our lives. He uses struggles in our in our lives. Uh, he, he uses times in our lives when we feel like we failed uh, to to cl- to con- call us to consider to pray, uh, to simply go to him in weakness and say, God, I need you. I need your strength. I need your wisdom uh, now. So often circumstances in our lives, they, they drive us to prayer. And, and so, <coughs> excuse me, the challenge for us is, is, to, is simply in those times when our circumstances are horrible or our circumstances are frightening or our circumstances are, are, are hard for us, where do we turn? What do we do? Uh, you know, if, if we just listen to the culture, you know, we'll, uh, m- maybe we anesthetize it, right? Uh, maybe we uh, uh, do something to take away the pain. Maybe we take something, we drink something, whatever it is. Uh, maybe we buy something. Uh, w- will we do something to try to anesthetize ourselves? We try to do something to, n- to numb ourselves. Uh, or or we, st- we, we just say, you know what, it's time to pull myself up by the bootstraps. It's time for me to take charge and, and get this done uh, and all of those things, you know, might be part of the process in our lives, but, but the place that we need to start uh, when we find ourselves in, in hard circumstances and we find ourselves in impossible places is to pray. Uh, the place that we start is always to say, Lord, I need your strength. I need your wisdom. Lord, I, I need other people in my life right now to help me, to walk with me. Because God wants to speak to us, and all so often he speaks to us in uh in prayer, so there, there's one other little story that I I'll share this morning. I told a, a few of you at one point that I had a couple that came to me and asked for prayer, and they were struggling in their marriage. And uh, so I said, "Well, let's pray together." And as I was praying with them, we were in prayer. Um, uh, th- again, you know, I just had this strong impression that that uh, oh, um, and this guy, the the husband, was having some physical issues. He would wake up every night with these chest pains and it was scaring him to death and he'd gone to the doctor and he'd done all the tests and everything and they couldn't find anything physically wrong. But every night he would wake up in a panic with these chest pains. So that was, that was what they came for. So as we're praying, I just had this sense um, that um, God was saying to me, you know what, this isn't physical, but this is sin. <laughs> this is something else is going on in this guy's life. And, and I'm praying and, and I'm, praying for them out loud, but I'm arguing with the Lord in my heart saying, no, I, don't, I do not want to go there. I do not want to do this. This guy's about 6'6", six, six, you know, big guy. Um, he was already having a bad day and hadn't slept well that night. And, um, the, and, and, and I just felt like the Lord wanted me to tell him, this isn't physical, this is sin. You're, you know. Um, and so finally I just stopped praying and I said, look, I, I got to tell you, 
that um, this isn't physical, that there's something going on in your life. And, and the Lord just spoke to me and said it was sin. And his wife just burst in, she burst into tears. She started crying and, and um, thought, well, this is not good. Um, and uh, it turns out that this guy um, was quite a bit older than her and they had dated for four months and they had gotten married real quick. And then on their wedding night, uh, about three o'clock in the morning, so kind of late, late, uh, he woke up and he grabbed his wedding ring and he pulled it off and he threw it across the room and he said, what have I done? And uh, it just, it broke this young woman, uh, just crushed her. And he had never apologized. They'd never talked about it. Uh, they have three kids now. They've had this in their lives all of these years and had never talked about it. And, and she had just been crushed at that moment. And, and there was a separation in their relationship and it just never gotten fixed. And so I, I just said, you know, what time did you throw that ring? And, you know, of course it was exactly the same time that he would wake up every night with these chest pains, you know, that God was just saying it's time to deal with this thing. And and so I said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, first I'll pray for you, but first you need to ask her to forgive you. I mean, you need to seriously ask her to forgive you, and then you need to ask the Lord to forgive you, and then let's go on from there. And uh, and so they did. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, chest pains, they were they were never an issue of theirs. It, it was really God wanting to speak to him through prayer. Um, and, and so the the word is always is that you know when we pray, expect God to speak to you. Just don't always expect it to be what you thought it was going to be or what you were looking for. Um, and, you know, and I love you, but if I pray for you, I'm going to ask the Lord, what is it really that they need? <laughs> um, and because so, off, so often what God is trying to say to us is different than we, uh, than we think. But God wants to speak to us through his word. Uh, God wants to speak to us through his nature and his creation. Uh, God wants to speak to us through uh, other believers. God speaks to us by his spirit, and God speaks to us through prayer. Those are all ways that God communicates to us. So the question again is, are we listening? That's the question this morning. Are we listening? Uh, there's, if, you, if you went to Palestine today, and, and you were to follow the shepherds, you would find that it's so much the same as it was 2,000 years ago. And, and what often happens is that shepherds um, shepherds will have their flock, and at some point in the day, they will allow their flocks to, to uh, their sheep to go down and, and get water. And what happens is that you might have, you know, five or six little herds of, uh, of sheep uh, that, that all end up at the same watering hole, and there's this, you know, there's a sheep convention um, at the water, and they're all mixed up, and they're all together. And then at dusk that day, you're supposed to take them back but now these sheep are all mixed up. And I don't know if, if, if you're like me, but they all look alike to me. And, but that never bothers the shepherds. They never worry about that because uh, their sheep know their voice. Uh, some will have a whistle that their sheep recognize. Some actually have a flute or something that they play and the sheep recognize the sound. Others, the sheep just know their voice and they will speak to their sheep and the sheep immediately just separate and follow their shepherd back home because the sheep know their shepherd's voice. 
And, and part of what we're looking for this morning is that we would learn to know the shepherd's voice. That we would learn to know when, when God's speaking to us, when we hear his voice, when, when he's calling to us. So, you know, God, we know God wants to speak to us and we know he speaks in a variety of ways. So the last question is just simply, are we listening to him? It's not something that we can simply decide to do. Okay, when I leave today, I'm going to start listening to God and it's going to be so cool. But it's a practice. It's a process. And we learn to, as we, as we read scripture and ask the Lord to speak, as we allow other people to speak into our lives, as we consider God's vast and magnificent creation, uh, as, we, uh, as we listen to that small voice sometimes that speaks into our hearts, as we uh, go to prayer, even when we don't know what to say, we begin to expect God, we begin to practice listening to God because we want to hear from him. And I remind you that, that, that the, the one truth that regardless of the way God chooses to reveal himself or speak to us today, that, that he will never contradict his word. If you want to know if it's God speaking, he'll never contradict the scripture, his word. Uh, and it will always bring glory to God. Those two things you can count on, that that's God speaking to you. So I don't know if you guys listen to podcasts, but I have a couple of favorite podcasts that I listen to and and uh, so I was listening to one of them. This I've got these two, <laughs> I've got these two pastors that I listen to all the time. One's in Huntington Beach, one's in Chicago. They're my boys. And um, so I was listening to Caleb last uh, week, and uh, he used this verse. He used uh, John ten ten. And when I was listening, and he used that verse, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, "That's you need to use that Sunday. You need to finish with that verse." this Sunday. So that's what we're going to do. And I don't know. Um, here's the deal. We're going to just take a second and listen to the Lord. I don't know what it is that he wants to say to you this morning, but I know he wants to speak to you. And so here's John 10, 10. It says the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. It's the same chapter that he talks about being the good shepherd and that his sheep know his voice. And, and then he says that, that the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But he says, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest, have it to the max, to have a life that's overflowing. And, and, and you know, and, and so here's what he's saying to us, that anything that beside Jesus, anything that takes us away from Jesus, anything that, that becomes bigger than Jesus in our lives is a thief. And that that thief steals our spirit, that thief, thief steals our joy, that, that thief, thief steals uh, our wisdom, that thief kills our hearts, uh, that, that thief causes all kinds of trouble in our lives and, and, and because, it, because anything short of a life that's centered on Jesus, anything short of a life that, that's following Jesus um, does, isn't going to work in our lives, isn't going to fulfill our lives, isn't going to give us an abundant life. And, and so he's giving us this contrast. He says the thief comes to only to steal and kill and destroy. Uh, it might feel good on the surface. It might look good for a little while, but it never satisfies our lives. It kills our hearts. It kills our lives. But he says, here's what I've come for. I've come that you would have a life to its fullest. 
a life to overflowing, the best life possible. So, again, you know, I don't know how this fits with you this morning, but I know that the Lord said this is what we needed to hear. I know that the Lord is speaking to us right now. That this is the life the Lord wants us to have. A full life. A complete life. And it's it's not it's not a life that's driven by what we have, what we accumulated, right? That's not the stuff at the end that fills us up. We really we know that. It, it, it's not recognition or fame or positions or we know that. And we still chase those things, but we know that's not it. He wants us to have the fullest life with him. He wants you to have this fullest life. And I don't know what that means to you this morning. I just know that's what the Lord said he wanted you to know. I just know that the Lord wanted to speak to you this morning. So the question is, are you listening? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your word. Thank you how your word speaks to us. Lord, uh, thank you that you desire to speak to us. So Lord, we've had a few minutes to listen, <coughs> hopefully Lord, to listen to you.